Welcome in episode 109, What's Right with Nick Wright, our week 16 NFL gambling show. And right as we're about to record, we have, listen, today's going to be an important episode because we are recording on Thursday. You will hear it on Friday. Typically, that's, we don't really discuss the Thursday night game because it's not actionable for you guys. However, there is a nice symmetry between the story of the prince that was promised and the Jacksonville Jaguars who play Thursday night and our pick season. Started off with great optimism, had some really nice early moments, and then a deadly cold streak in the middle of the year that seemingly left the team for dead. And then a surge at the end And are they going to sneak into the playoffs? Well, Ryan Tannehill's done for the year. The Jags control their own destiny. By the time you hear this, the Jags will have beaten the New York Jets on Thursday night. I'm calling my shot. Much like our picks written off for dead after some disastrous weeks. And then last week, while we did not do a show, we did publicly post five picks. And if those aren't five perfect picks, I don't know what is. We'll start with the one loser, Minnesota minus three and a half. Well, they won by three and had the greatest comeback in the history of the sport. I had the guts, the courage to lay three points with the Broncos backup quarterback against Arizona. (laughs) And that was never in doubt. Pittsburgh plus three against Carolina. I said on the TV show, the coaching mismatch between Tomlin And Wilkes, the Steelers, I didn't care it was Trubisky, the Steelers getting three points, Carolina way overvalued. Everyone's like, oh, they can make the playoffs. Nonsense. Total nonsense. They went outright. The Giants, plus four and a half. They went outright. And our right move, I told you guys, the Bills don't blow people out. The Bills were very lucky to win that game. Josh Allen fumbled for a second consecutive play with the Bills down eight, but they recovered it. Credit to the Bills for taking care of business. And I guess you could say we got a little lucky not to end with a push there because the Bills could have run into the end zone. They didn't. They end up kicking the field goal. But regardless, that's a four and one week. So our record on the season is now 36-39-2. and two. Three games under 500. Much like the Jacksonville Jaguars as we record are two games under 500 with a chance to get hot and be the team no one wants to see come the postseason. All we oh, need God. to... Oh, oh, you think I'm joking? <laughs> oh, you think the... I'm telling you right now. You think the... the, the Cowboys five, certainly don't want to see him. Say it again? Cowboys certainly don't okay, want well, to see him. Okay, well, that's true. And Oh, and that's the other thing. In the C block, in our third segment of today's show, we're going to discuss in full... Uh, Demonze break. You, you know the 10 crack commandments from Biggie? You're familiar with the song? Oh, no. Yeah, I can't let you just school me on some Biggie stuff. I'm just going to say that I know what you're talking about and we're going to move on from it. Well, you're no, it's not. I mean, it's just because, I mean, it came out five years before you were born. Right, but fair enough. don't get high on your own supply. The, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 Scarface. Okay. Well, Scarf, yes. He took <laughs> some of it from Scarface, right. the movie. Yes. Uh, and Demonze broke eight of the ten gambling commandments on Sunday, and it led I to him lost. 
Well, you shouldn't have lost. If now you're, really, bre- you're really now you're it. breaking the ninth, which is denial. Okay, which is being in denial about your mistakes, which will lead to more of the same mistake. And so we we will discuss that later. But we are right there alive for a winning season. Here's an amazing fact before we get to our picks this week. Every week on TV, I take my three favorite picks from the gambling show and make them my three television picks. Despite being 36, 39, and two on the gambling show, I am on TV at 61% against the spread. And over the last six weeks of television picks, 13, three, and two. So uh, somehow I am kind of dancing through the raindrops on TV with the picks. The larger pick sample, not quite as good, but they're all going to be good this week. I love them all. We're red hot. We're making money. Texas Dolly Doyle Brunson, who tails our picks, he's making money. Everyone's making money right now except for my co-host, Demonze, who got crushed on Sunday, and we will discuss. We will start here. First pick of the week. Getting back on that Giants horse. Giants plus four at Minnesota. The Vikings are not good. I don't know the Giants are good either. In fact, I don't think the Giants are very good either. However, the Giants know that they essentially they can lock up a wild card spot with a win this weekend after the big win against Washington. Minnesota, I would imagine there has to be something of a letdown after the biggest comeback in NFL history. And the Vikings... Is that a bit of a letdown? Yeah, after like... After being down for a... For no, season? after... It, it, it's such an emotional comeback victory. It's draining. Yeah, draining, exactly. A bit of an emotional letdown. Also, the Vikings are in a weird spot where they it's not impossible, but it's almost impossible for them to get the one seed. They They're not going to fall to the four line. So they're, they are essentially locked into the two or the three. Now you can argue the three is the two is way more valuable than, th- than the three because you would then get to host theoretically San Francisco instead of going to San Francisco. I understand that part of it, but I think the Giants defense will be able to give Minnesota some measure of trouble. I don't know that the Giants are going to win, but four points, this should be two points. It's four points. It obviously crosses the key three. So I like the Giants plus four as our first pick of the week. This doesn't seem a little too easy to you. Is you know, being that the Giants tend to cover against the spread. I think they're uh ten and four against the spread this wow. week or okay. this year. Yep. And Minnesota never blows out teams. Well, the too easy is a first cousin of be careful, right? Right. Or the where it's like, wait, they're daring you to pick this. I really only worry about that. I shouldn't say only. But that typically is when a favorite looks too easy. You know, like when it's like, wait, this team should be favored by seven. They're only favored by three. Those are the ones that scare me. It's because the public does not typically bang underdogs. And so if I if an underdog line, if, if I like the underdog and it seems like the line's mispriced, those are my favorite bets. If I like a favorite and it seems like it's way mispriced, those feel trappy. Like, wait, what does Vegas know that I don't know? But the Giants plus four, I just think it's, I think this is a three-point game in either direction. Next, Cleveland minus three against New Orleans. All right, 
Deshaun Watson is not going to consistently, he's going to get better to a degree. Now, is he going to be worth that money? Is that going to be a good contract? It doesn't look like it, but he's going to be better than he's been. Additionally, the Saints are awful, and they have the worst coach in the NFL, and I'm including Nat Hackett in that. They have the worst coach in the NFL. The fact that this is not, and Cleveland also is sneaky, still alive for the playoffs. They're not, in my mind, but Matt, at six and eight, they're like, if we run the table, win some tiebreakers, nine and eight could get us in. I think Cleveland will run the hell out of the ball. I think Miles Garrett will force at least one fumble on Andy Dalton or Taysom Hill, whomever the Saints have playing quarterback on any given snap. This should be Cleveland, I believe, minus six. It's Cleveland minus three. I like Cleveland. I don't think we have bet on Cleveland once all year. And I like them in this spot at home. The only hesitation I have is bad weather, snowy weather. I tend to favor underdogs. But this instance, Cleveland's kind of built for the bad weather because they will just run the football if you let them. So you think they'll have like an edge in... Well, yeah, I think if the if the conditions are poor, they can just hand the ball to Nick Chubb 35 times. Right. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they're going to be fine with that. So I like Cleveland minus the three. Uh, is there something you want to ask about the game? Uh, man, that over-under is probably going to be the lowest that it's been since I've been alive, maybe. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, of the weather? Yeah, and the, the teams. Yeah, but I thought, <laughs> so let me look and see what the total in the game is. In the Cleveland game... Oh my God. That is the that is gonna be the lowest total in any game in years. In 20 years. The total's 32 and a half. That's an Army Navy total. So Army Navy. Yeah, Army Navy, they play all teams. Yeah, they play and it's all it goes under almost every single year. Um so a total that low again pushes you towards the underdog because you're getting points. They don't expect a lot of points. I understand that. I'm going to stay strong with Cleveland at Cleveland minus three. That's our second pick of the week. Third pick. The Bills don't blow people out. Chicago getting eight and a half against Buffalo. It's just too many points. And I would imagine, again, the weather is going to be a massive factor in any game that's being played in the Northeast this weekend. Also, Josh Allen popped up as a limited participant on the Bills practice report for the first time since before Thanksgiving. They ran, listen, that Miami game was critical to them. All these games are critical because they can't lose and stay the one seed. The Miami game was extra critical Because had they lost that one, Miami would be de facto half game out of first place in the division, and Buffalo could have fallen all the way to the five line. Buffalo had Miami last week, huge game. They have Cincinnati next week. That's interesting. Huge game. So Buffalo right now could be the one, the two, or the three. Same with Kansas City, same with Cincinnati. So that's a massive game. They are now going to be playing in horrific conditions against a Bears team that the Bears' weakness, well, they have a lot of them, but they can't block for Justin Fields, but he's such a magician 
he gets out and runs. We saw some of the most amazing quarterback runs we've ever seen yep. watching him this weekend. Maybe five minutes. Their other giant weakness is every aspect of their defense, particularly their pass defense. In these conditions, I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing. Now, Josh Allen is a deadly weapon with his legs. He ran so much and got so banged up against the bang against the Dolphins. I would imagine if the Bills have any sense whatsoever, they are going to try to make this a fast game, hand the ball to their running backs, keep Josh out of harm's way. That leads to a low-scoring game. The Bears are going to be running the ball. That leads to a low-scoring game. The Bears, as they showed last week against the Eagles, even when they're down double digits, are not out of it from a covering perspective. Getting eight and a half is such a great number to where even if they're down 10 late, if they're down 14 late, hell, 15 late, you're still alive for the cover. And the Bills, aside from the Patriots, have they, they have not beaten anyone by two scores since the first week of October when they played the Steelers and beat them 35 to three. That's the other than the, uh, again, other than the Patriots who they beat 24 to 10. So that's a blowout, but it's a low scoring blowout. They have not blown anyone out in two plus months, Chicago plus eight and a half. Next, the Raiders getting two and a half at Pittsburgh. This one's, uh, Pretty simple. Obviously, you'd rather it be three. There's no doubt about it. You'd rather it be three. But I actually don't know if the three is quite as valuable uh, when it's going to, again, be these weather and kicking conditions because you got missed extra points, missed field goals. The Raiders are in the same bucket as the Browns where they're still alive thanks to being six and eight where they're not actually alive, but they're not going to give up on the season. Steelers, by the way, in that same bucket at six and eight. I just think this is a the the Raiders after the win last week against the Patriots, which what got overshadowed because of how the game ended was that the Raiders were the far better team. The Raiders outplayed the Patriots soundly throughout the game. Carr threw an unfathomably bad pick six that got the Patriots back in it. The Patriots then field goal, field goal, field goal. They all of a sudden have a lead. And then the Raiders have a magnificent final drive. Complete a fourth and 10. A great ball to Keelan Cole in the corner of the end zone. I don't know if he was in or out, but they called him in in order to ex- to tie the game. And then they had the stirring Chandler Jones mush face on Mac Jones. The Raiders, I think, win this game outright. If they don't, this feels like it absolutely could be a 16-14 game where even if they don't win, the two and a half is enough to cover. I like the Raiders. Now, last week I picked the Steelers because the coaching edge, Tomlin versus Wilkes, there again is a pretty significant coaching edge, Tomlin versus McDaniel. But I think the Raiders have an overwhelming talent edge in this game. The Steelers don't run the ball all that well, and this is going to be a run game. The Raiders plus two and a half. And then lastly, Miami minus four against Green Bay. I think right now, this is an undervalued Dolphins team and an overvalued Packers team. So the Packers, everyone's giving them credit because, oh, they're alive. 
and they could make the postseason. They, they're not making the postseason. Oh, they've they've turned their season around. My question would be this. Have the Packers turned their season around or have the Packers simply gotten to the part of the schedule where they get the Bears and then the Rams? I think it's more that. Miami, on the other hand, I thought really played well against Buffalo. I thought they're running. I thought they showed you in the Buffalo game what if a team sells out to just stop the pass, what they can do on the ground. Miami also is desperate for a win, having lost three in a row. They're not going to miss the playoffs, but they need another win to ensure they don't miss the playoffs. Them being favored by only four points at home in what is a game that should not be drastically affected by weather because it's in Miami is disrespectful to what the Dolphins have accomplished throughout the year. I think this should be Miami minus six and a half. It's Miami minus four. I don't think that the the Packers can stay attached to Hill and Waddle all game. And here is an amazing stat. How many games this year do you think Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 300 yards? One. Zero. How many games this year has Aaron Rodgers thrown for 260 yards? You want to give it a guess? No. No, you don't? No. Okay, no problem. Zero. Zero. Okay. 260. Wow. To not throw for (laughs) 260, the reason the people are like, oh, the Packers, if they get hot, if they sneak in, if it's pretending they have the Aaron Rodgers that the two years he won league MVP, the last two years, had a touchdown to interception ratio of 85 to 9. 85 to 9 over two years, touchdown to interception. This year it's 23 to 10, and he hasn't thrown for more than 255 yards once all season. So for all those reasons, I think Miami's the better team. I think Miami is undervalued here. I like Miami minus four. And so that Miami's the pick. So our five picks for the week. Coming off a four and one week where the one loss was by a half point. The Giants getting four in Minnesota. The Bears getting eight and a half at home against Buffalo. Cleveland laying three against New Orleans. The Raiders getting two and a half at Pittsburgh. And Miami laying four against Green Bay. There's our five picks. We have a very interesting second segment coming where we put the games in stayaways, be carefuls, and perfectly priced. We have five, a full five stayaway games because of quarterback injuries over the course of the last few weeks that affect these games. We will discuss all of those games next. What's right? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. 
BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform it's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in episode 109, week 16, Gambling Show. We just gave you our five picks. We'll recap them real quick here again. Giants plus four, Bears plus eight and a half, Raiders plus two and a half, Cleveland minus three, and Miami minus four. We now, as we always have, you're new to the Gambling Show. We The way we do it is we take all the games of the weekend and then we put them in three categories. The, the picks we're going to make, the stayaways, the be carefuls, and the perfectly priced. This is the most stayaways we've ever had. We have five stayaways this week. Houston at Tennessee, Seattle at Kansas City, Atlanta at Baltimore, Philly at Dallas, Denver at the Rams. So we'll explain them all quickly, but there's most of them involve quarterback questions. So Tennessee is laying three at home against Houston. Ryan Tannehill is out for the season. So it's Malik Willis playing. Malik Willis has not shown the ability yet to be an NFL quarterback. With that said, the Texans have not shown the ability yet to win football games. And I understand they came this close to beating Dallas, this even closer to beating the Chiefs. I don't have a read on if coming that close and losing those games is going to be galvanizing for them. Like, we're that close getting over the hump. Or if they're going to be like, it's Christmas. Those were our chances. We stink. We're mailing it in. That plus the quarterback uh, issue in Tennessee, just don't bet on this game. All right. So uh, so knowing right. the Tannehill's out, they they did the minus three thing. What, what I yeah. want to say is uh, I think Tennessee is, I don't give it crap about Tannehill not being in I think they're going to be that team that exposes them again for the Houston Texans and I think they're going to blow them out and I think the minus three, hey I'm not telling you guys to bet on it but I think the minus three is so one of your picks this week if you hadn't retired from gambling on Sunday would be Tennessee minus three yeah po- possibly well it sounds like definitely yeah sounds like definitely <laughs> Tennessee minus three okay I'm not saying that's a wrong pick I'm simply saying it's too much uncertainty for me for that to be on my card. Seattle at Kansas City, minus 10, is a stay away purely for this reason. I don't know if Kansas... Here's the deal. There is a possibility that Kansas City is not as good as I believe they are. There we go. There is another possibility that Kansas City is doing the bare minimum it needs to do in these games to book a win and to stay healthy. Because one thing that is noteworthy is the Chiefs haven't had a player injured in a game in three weeks. That's almost impossible in the NFL. Now, some of that's luck, but also some of that is you can coach a certain way and play call a certain way to minimize injury risk. It also minimizes explosiveness and, you know what I mean, a lot of things. And I do wonder 
They got up 27-0 on Denver and then went uber conservative, except for Mahomes made some big mistakes and got away with a win. Against Houston. They were they, taking Kelsey out a lot, it seemed like. You say it like again? Kind of taking Kel- they were taking Travis Kelsey out a lot. Out of the like. game? Right, yeah. Exactly. In like big spots. Yes, because I, and I think that's, now they could have, lo- they, that could have cost them against Houston. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they anticipated Butker missing the kicks, the two fumbles, all those things, right? So my point is against Seattle, I just, I don't know if the Chiefs right now, unless the other team turns the ball over a bunch, are going to coach to blow people out. But you also should not feel comfortable grabbing the 10 with a Chiefs team that has to win at home against a Seattle team that's that's trending downwards. So to me, it's a stay away. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate uh-huh. here real quick. Uh, if you weren't a Chiefs fan, I feel like you'd have to definitely bet on this game, considering that Pat Mahomes never covers big numbers. And Seattle is extremely desperate at this point of the season. Okay, that there is an argument to be made there that I maybe would do that. The, the flip side, though, is the Chiefs haven't covered in three weeks or four weeks, depending on where you got the Rams Chiefs line at. They're not gonna, they're not gonna not cover the rest of the year. So at some point, they're gonna cover one of these big numbers, and so I. To me, I'm just staying away from it. Atlanta at Baltimore, I'll be very uh, quick here. Desmond Ritter, it's such an unknown if he can play at this level at all. Baltimore, we don't yet know for certain who is playing quarterback. So quarterback questions on both sides, stay away from the game. Philly at Dallas, we don't know if Jalen Hurts is playing or not as we record here today. I don't think he's playing, but I there is when there, and I think Minshew's a good backup. But when there is that unknown at quarterback, it's a stay away. And Denver at the Rams, the I think Russ is playing. They're saying he's playing. It was concussion protocol, though. It's also two horrible teams. That's a stay away. Like the quarterback questions involving four of these five games. So to me, they're just pure stay aways. Okay. Does it make sense? Like that's what that category yeah, exists for. The be careful category. Cincy at New England. Cincy laying only three points. Tampa Bay at Arizona and the Chargers at Indy. These are be careful for very simple reasons. They are daring you to bet the Bengals. The Patriots are a mess. They're coming off the worst loss, arguably, in NFL history. Cincinnati looks like a juggernaut right now. Why is it only three points? Right. Now, I understand the weather is a factor there. It's a lot of things that could be a factor. The entirety of the general public is going to be on Cincinnati. Be careful. Demonza, you love Cincinnati this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like Vegas is underrating them, in my opinion. Well, I get that. And the last few weeks, you'd have been proven correct. This, to me, is a trap. And I don't, I, I can't give you any analysis of court. Listen, I think and the only reason plus three makes sense in New England against Cincinnati is, is it, is it in New England? It's in yeah, New England. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is to me, this is 85% of the public is going to be on Cincinnati. I can't imagine anyone loving New England, getting only three points. You're going to be that's part a, of the that's, public. That's a 10 point teaser right there. 
<laughs> you tease across eleven. Zero, you eleven. Lose, so you get <laughs> you lose the line value. You just you just I mean just make all these mistakes. I you, you can lead a fit. You know I don't say you lead a fish to water. That's not what it is. The you, horse to the trough. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. You can you know teacher. You can give a man a fish. You got to teach him fish. Something like that. I I've let you down, son. I'm sorry. Tampa at Arizona. This is the rare game where the public, I think, is going to be all over the underdog. It's incomprehensible at this point that Tampa could blow somebody out. But it's Trace McSorley starting for the Cardinals. So, to me, the public's going to be all over Arizona plus seven and a half because Tampa's look so bad. Be careful. Arizona could score zero points. (laughs) No, legitimately. Arizona might score zero points. Just, but I'm also not going to encourage you to go out and lay more than a touchdown with the Bucks, who have looked terrible. Just be careful there. And then, lastly in this category, Chargers at Indy. Indy is getting four and a half. Indy is starting Nick Foles. Here's what I'll tell you. I think the Chargers are excellent. I think the Chargers are dangerous. I think the Chargers are going to win. I also think Nick Foles might be the best quarterback the Colts have had all year. Yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah, that they've had all year. Honest (laughs) to God. Ellinger was a joke. Matt Ryan is melting in front of us. I think, I think that the, this feels like the, all the entire public is going to be on the chargers. I of course would never encourage anyone to bet on Jeff Saturday. Four and a half is such a weird number. Be careful here. I just just be careful. The Chargers absolutely could blow them out. It also could be that Nick Foles is dealing on that beat up Chargers defense. Be careful. And then lastly, perfectly priced. We'll be very quick here. Detroit at Carolina and Washington at San Francisco. Detroit being favored by just about a field goal at Carolina feels right. Detroit is not as dominant on the road as they are at home. Carolina is no good, however. Carolina on the flip side, though, is they do control their own playoff destiny. If they were to win out, they go to the postseason. Detroit, to me, uh, is maybe slightly overvalued by the public right now, but they are red hot. It should be Detroit minus just about three on the road. That's perfectly priced. And Washington at San Francisco. Washington's desperate. San Francisco's the most talented roster in the league. They're at home. They have a rookie quarterback. You can't favor Brock Purdy by more than a touchdown against any live team. Washington's a very live team. So I I think the the line is exactly where I thought it should be. San Francisco favored by a touchdown. That feels to me like a 20 to 13 game. So there it is. There's our, we gave you our five picks. We broke down the other games. We will tell a DeMonte gambling story. We will find out if we have any teasers. We will give you our right move of the week. All that's next. What's right? All right, welcome back in. Final segment, episode 109, week 16 gambling show. Our five picks this week are the Giants plus four, Chicago plus eight and a half, Cleveland minus three, Vegas plus two and a half, and Miami minus four. Our right move this week, which we got correct last week, has not been great over the course of the season, but that's okay, is going to be Chicago getting the eight and a half points. So Chicago plus eight and a half, the Bills have... 
in the last two and a half months have one win of more than a t- uh, one score of more than seven or eight points. I don't think they're going to get their second in what's going to be terrible weather against a bad but frisky Bears team. We like the Bears plus eight and a half. Demonze, you're about to come on camera. Go like this, buddy. You got a little fuzz from your shirt in your eyebrow, actually, believe it or not. Uh, now it's on your eyelid, but you're fine. So the, it's still there if you want to clean that off. Other side of your face. I'm just trying to help you out. There you go. Still there. I, it's still. I'm just trying to help you. It's still there. It's right there on the side of your face. Um, and so here's the deal. We don't have an exotic this week, okay? Demonte had an exotic this weekend. It's a 10-point teaser. Five-team 10-point teaser. And he lost it because he had the Cowboys catching five. He teased across zero, didn't get to the key numbers, made all these errors as if I've taught you nothing and lost in a heartbreaking fashion. A pick six in overtime to lose by a point. If he just gets tackled, man, they kick the field goal, I win. I know, and you probably dreamt about it, and it kept you up at night. But here's the real problem. Without getting too into DeMonte's business, it was not a one-unit bet. It was not a two-unit bet. It was a 20-unit bet. The biggest bet of yeah. It was 20 units. I know what your typical bet size is. I know what that bet was. And now, and as much as I'd love to, I can't live your life for you. But I am telling you, this is now a fork in the road moment for you. Because the problem with making a 20-unit bet, and we've all been there, is it has a long tail that affects you weeks and weeks down the road. And here's what I mean. Your, if you had won it, that would probably, in the long run, cost you more. Because that would then be you would trick yourself in saying that's my new typical bet size. You might say you wouldn't, but you would. <laughs> that's what everyone does. Because the problem is, and this is where even losing it can hurt you, is now if you play this weekend and you go back to your typical bet size, winning will feel like losing. It will be, oh, man. Yeah, great, I won. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. Now I only need to win 15 more of these to get back that one bet. And it's going to be sitting in the back of your head. There's gonna, I'm going to get even on that. I'm going to get even on that. And I'm going to find the perfect five-team, 10-point teaser. Here's one other thing, and then I'll let you talk. Demonze got mad at me. This weekend, briefly, when I was trying to talk through what had happened, when I was like, so what was the bet? Went through it. I'm like, yeah, man, that's a lot of money on a long shot. DeMonte goes, long shot, huh? (laughs) I'm like, well, it was plus 140. So if it's plus money, it is something of a long shot. 
So now the floor is yours with your thoughts. I'm going to do it again, but I'm not going to do the 500 thing. What I'm going to do is, and I don't think you're, uh, you're not taking into account what my parlays are. First of all, if I hit one of my parlays, then I did make the money back because they're all like 15, 16 bucks to win like four or five, whatever. Yeah, those are very, very hard to hit, but go ahead. So I think what I'm not gonna, I'm not betting this weekend. I'm not betting the next weekend. I'm actually done betting for a little bit of time. Uh-huh. But when I do get back to betting, uh-huh. what I'm going to do is uh-huh. I'm going to do that same 10, 11, however many point teasers. I'm going to bet 100 on that. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to do my regular parlays. And it's going to be, I know I missed this one, uh-huh. but it, it was pretty surefire it, uh, by one point. All right, cool. I'm going to do the 100 to cover me, and I'm still going to do the same parlay. So I'll lose like 150 at the most. Okay. I, you know, here's the thing. I'd love to say that, you know, you're, you're a grown man. You're on your own on this. Unfortunately, though, this does impact me. For It's not your fault. But. As you saw, you got a small glimpse of this the other night. Let's just say your mother is nonplussed with me, with you starting the sports bet. And it came up the other day when I messed with your mom about something. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, you've got him gambling. So. And so. All right. So let me uh me say this. Uh With that little thing, the little last week's or last yeah. Sunday's stint, mm-hmm. I feel like overall I've been pretty resp- like I feel like with the five hundred thing, I didn't double down. I didn't try to bet again. I was, and I'll I be honest with you. Okay, so now I have to. You're right about that, and now I have to admit something to you. So you looked at my bank account. Hold on a second. <laughs> Just wait a second here. <laughs> Just wait a second here. I did not that day. I did not the next day. <laughs> However, yesterday, or the day before yesterday, I don't remember which, I had to send you money. For for husband. Yeah, because Demonze uh, paid a bill for me. Or paid, or I don't say paid. The, the lady who comes and cleans our house once a week. I was gone, and I hadn't paid her. So I asked Demonze to go to the ATM and get money and to give her extra money because it was Christmas. Right. So I had to log into the online banking to transfer you that money back because I didn't want to forget. And I will admit, when I was there... Scrolling through the transaction. I didn't even scroll. Here's the thing. (laughs) I don't know if this is better or worse. I didn't scroll through your transactions because I felt that would have been too invasive. What I did do... You searched? Yes, exactly right. That is And... I'm going to tell you, I saw something moderately. I was, here's the thing. I I typed in FanDuel and I searched and I saw every, the FanDuel, every FanDuel thing. Then I typed in all the other betting apps and I saw, okay, we're, we're in the clear. What I didn't see was that on FanDuel in particular, that they've ever sent you money. So that was a little disappointing. Hold on. Because I could actually find that for you. If you, the, I've cashed out 
Okay, so you maybe have. twice in, but I've never cashed out on like a huge amount. The I cashed out the time I've cashed out twice ever. Okay, it was but the, the time after the Lions game, that little parlay that I okay, you did house. cash that out. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it just didn't show up on that. So you have yeah. cashed out something definitely twice. Okay, all right. Well, then in that case, you are right that you have not been. Yeah, that 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 was your total a, deposits to FanDuel over the course of the season is about a thousand, a thousand bucks. Right. Half of that being made at two in the morning, Sunday morning <laughs> for a five team ten point parlay is not or ten point teaser is not ideal bankroll management. Uh but oh but I was relieved and thrilled because I knew you told me how much the bet was for. Right. Uh, so I knew it was that I was legit nervous yeah. that I was going to see an instant, another deposit. And I'm like, Oh boy. No, man, we're not making the dream come true. Okay. All right. You know what? Okay. Then you're fine. So Demonte, by the way, this week only has one pick. I think your one pick that you love is Tennessee minus three yep. with Malik Willis. No, what I, I'm going to start, uh, I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the teasers. I'm doing the, However many point to you. No, no, no. I won't. I'm not saying that I'm going to bet it on no, FanDuel. I understand. But it's going to be my imaginary, you know. Like, right. had well, I bet Listen, this. since we're not doing an exotic this week, I just, it, because it applies to you, and then we'll move on. The show's gone too long. Um, We, the, just reminder, America, with teasers, you want to avoid teasing across zero because you're giving up a point there. Because the game essentially never lands on zero. That's first point. Second point, you want to make sure, depending on your betting outfit that you use, do pushes reduce the teaser or do pushes lose? So on some 10-point teasers, you tease it, you say your game's a pick em and you tease it up to plus 10. If that team loses by 10, it doesn't just reduce, meaning go from a five-team teaser to a four-team teaser like it would with, you're you're out. You got to check that. And you want to make sure you're teasing across key numbers. You want to get actual value in what you're teasing, and you want to consider teasing underdogs. Everyone thinks of teasing, oh, I'm going to tease a seven-point favorite down to a pick-em. So be it. But you also have to consider teasing a two and a half point underdog up to nine and a half. So you get it through the three, the six, the seven, the eight. Those are things if you're going to do teasers. And let's not do teasers of more than three teams, America. These five team teasers are hard. You need to be correct on five separate events. One other note that I don't really encourage, but I will for you, but for the audience. Also, keep in mind with teasers, you're allowed to tease the total. I don't do that, but you are allowed to tease. Like, right now, that that game that we said at a 32.5 point total, yeah, you, theoretically, Saints, whatever, you theoretically could tease it to over 22.5 points. You, you know what I mean? You could move the total 10 points if you right. wanted to. But I don't encourage that. All right, what's the offer this week? Uh, this week's offer is called the Saint Nick because yeah. it'd be your ultimate Christmas present. So first off, we got Luca and LeBron to go over their points on Christmas or their point totals on Christmas, and Jags money line against the Jets. You love that Chiefs to cover minus ten versus Seattle. Seattle, and this is a uh, plus twelve ninety. 
Okay, Luca and LeBron both go over their point uh, props. The Jags money line, which will have already happened by the time people hear this because it's Thursday night game. And Kansas City minus 10 and it's plus 1,300? Uh, yeah. What? Go ahead. I, I think Jags money line is cool. Luca and LeBron going over their point total on Christmas. The this Chiefs covering the minus 10. It's a little sketch. Well, that's why it's 13 to 1. Yep. It's a long shot. Let's put 20 units on it. (laughs) I'll take that offer. Let's do it. Start it off tonight. I take that offer. There it is. Uh, And I'll make that actual bet. uh, And you can have 5% of it. Oh, sweet. You can have 5% of it. So we can root for all that together. All right. Good show. We'll talk to you guys Monday. What's right.